welcome to Forever Canon, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast where we talk about Leia's ex-boyfriend, Luke's Spidey sense, and space race-ism. <laughs> Not the space race, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> space racism. I'm Justin. I'm not Justin. Oh, hey. And I'm not Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are going to talk about chapters 5 through 8 of New Jedi Order Book 5, Agents of Chaos, 2 Jedi Eclipse. This all just keeps getting longer and longer. When Mm -hmm. we first started the podcast, what did I have to say? Legacy of the Force, 1, Betrayal, done. Yep. Book one. It's like betrayal. half as many words. Not book one, betrayal, part one, subtitle, <laughs> colon, a quotient marks. I know that's not a thing, but I really wanted to try and make up something. A quotient marks? It's not funny. No. And it wasn't good either. This week, we're talking about chapters five through eight. Either was my not Justin thing. Said, but first, a bum, bum, bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, the Vong take Jindine with dragons. Leia escapes with Droma's kin. Well, that sort of rhymed, actually. Dragon and Droma kin. Anyways, the dread... What the... Dova Keen! Leia's refugee ship is under attack. Worth Skitter gets himself captured. Falcon's got a paint job. New Republic military has secret center point job. <laughs> Commander Carr meets Borga the Hutt. The double-crossingest hut of all. That was last week, right? Mm-hmm. We set ourselves up for what's going to happen. The story is going to be refugees in general. There's not enough room for everybody everywhere. Um, the Rin need to be put back together by Han Solo because he's the savior. Yeah. And the Vong are crushing everything, and we can't stop them. That's yeah. the story. Yeah. That's the story. That's what we get set up with last week, leading us into this week. Chapter 5, where Leia... Has nowhere to take her refugees. Mm-hmm. Planets nearer to the core are rejecting her, and the reality of the Vong, so far being so far removed from the core right now, is not. It's not clicking for people that they're coming. that and the the planet of Raltier is greedy. They're not mm-hmm. accepting refugees because no one has paid them yet. Like there's a lot of shifty they're still doing bureaucratic bullshit yeah. instead of being altruistic galaxy savers yeah because the vong have not yet touched the core yep. as far as we know han solo calls his wife yeah and the convo goes like this droma's sister is on jindine i'm going to hapes no sorry this is what leia says to han that sounded backwards she tells han when he calls her Droma's sister is on Jindy, and I'm going to stop saying that the other way. I'm going to Hapes. Anakin is off to center point. Leia gives him lots of solid information here. And Han tells Leia to say hi to her ex. Yeah. Say hi to your ex for me. Say hi to your ex, and don't worry about where I'm going. Which, when he said, say hi to your boyfriend or whatever, that was kind of funny. It was a little funny. But also, yeah. But also, I hate this brand of, like, stereotypical machismo attitude. Yeah. Shit all the time. Like, just be cool. Just be cool. I was like, 20 years ago, you have teenage children. They have a teenage child, his wife and queen. And it's be cool. Yeah. I think it was meant to be like a playful little joke. And that's it. That's fine. If you, uh, this isn't the first time you're calling your wife in a month. 
When yeah, you've been yeah, missing yeah. And, and horrible to everybody for months and, and months. And and not telling her where you're going and what you're doing. Yep. But she like, gives him all kinds of solid information. Yeah. This is this. This is this. This is this. Here's everything you need to know, right? Uh, cut to. A new Vong. Chine Call. Mm-hmm. Leader on his ship, Kresh. Yeah, I hate that name. Well... Here's where the many Ord Mantell and Jindine prisoners are now, quote, home with he and the crew. The quote, parents and teachers. Yeah. Creep mode engaged. <laughs> yes. We meet a new Yuzhan Vong and he says, welcome to my ship, all my babies. Yeah. Oh, he's talking to grown up people who are prisoners of war captured by the Yuzhan Vong. Guess what they're probably going to do? Please join our cult. Not Please. <laughs> yeah, welcome yes. welcome to the cult here you are what would you like to do with this situation <laughs> join wait, or die but wait Tim it gets worse I don't want you to think of yourselves as captives or slaves but rather as collaborators in a grand enterprise the commander continued serve me well put your hearts into your work and you will be rewarded with your lives Fail me out of weakness and I be, may be willing to forgive, but fail me with design and punishment will be meted out swiftly and without mercy. In either case, I will be rewarded by the gods, though I'll be forced to look elsewhere for collaborators. Yeah. Welcome to the cult. Join us or die. <laughs> like, that's it. And everybody's at an incredibly, they're prisoners. They're at an incredibly disadvantageous yeah, what are they going to do? No? Okay, dead. No, Chine Call has them pretty much right where he wants them, which is brainwashing time. Yeah. He wants to start indoctrinating the entire galaxy because that's what they want. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily want to murder everybody, but they want to bring them salvation through their religion. And yes. their religion is often pain and death, but so be it. Yeah. But we're here to save you. We're here to save this galaxy and take it over, whether you're, I, I don't know, whether you want to be saved or not, obviously, right? Guess who's here on the crash? Earth Skitter. Mm-hmm. And guess who else is here? Because he meets Roa, of course. Yep. And then he also meets the Yamisk. Yes. That's on board. The, the like, Yikes Misk. The adolescent Yamisk. It's not fully grown it's yet. It's growing. Yeah. It's a baby growing yet. Yeah, it's not. It's adolescent, not baby. Um, P.S. Tim, what does crash mean? I looked it up because I knew it meant oh, did something. You? Essentially, in French, it means daycare. <laughs> okay. Or also a representation of the scene of Christ's birth for display. Like a nativity scene. Yes. So what is happening? Is Yamask Jesus being born and all the three wise skitters are bringing him Franken-fucking-golden myrrh? <laughs> what is happening? You got Roa, Worth, and... Uh, Fazgo. Yes. They're, they are the uh, wise men of various <laughs> uh, factions. Not wise enough to not get captured. Two of them got sucked up by a big hose snake. And one walked into it and said, capture me. <laughs> Never fear, the savior is here. Yeah. Welcome to my crash. <laughs> Chapter title? 
Uh, singular service. Resist or accept? Is this whole thing had a very Borg vibe, this whole mm-hmm. chapter and introduction. Yes, it did. Yeah. Join the all or perish. <laughs> what do you want to do, bro? <laughs> chapter six. Luke Skywalker is on Yavin 4 at the Jedi Academy. Thinking about this weird obscuring mist around him and pondering the existence of both the Vong and the Force. Ahem, if I may read. Mm-hmm. When Luke or other Jedi had tried to peer into them, the Yuzhan Vong had been found to be voids in the Force, absent the animated luminosity that embraced all living things. But if the Force did not flow through them, was it possible that the Force was likewise non-existent in the galaxy in which they had evolved? Could the Force be specific to one place and not another, as if the result of an evolutionary occurrence unique in the universe? Or was it rather that the Force was lacking only in the Yuzhan Vong, and in their living weapons, of course, which were little more than extensions of themselves? Why? He's asking, what is going on is yeah. what he's asking. We brought this up at one point in yeah. previous podcasts about whether they have Book the five, Force Luke or not. five, Luke Skywalker has finally caught up, right? <laughs> yep. And he's he's very much, he's, well, like you said, he's catching up to us. Um, he's got good questions. But that, just now while you're reading that, even though I read this already, is maybe back whenever the Force was first tapped into was it a created synthetically and that has you know what i think transverse i think this is the only galaxy with midichlorians could be yeah which is the thing in your blood that makes the force have force energy. have yeah have and your concentration grip. of it is your ability to access the force but everything has midichlorians and generates the force yeah rocks and, and him saying yeah. what the hell was that one part of the line there um, an evolutionary occurrence. Mm-hmm. Is it midichlorians? I don't know. This is a good question, though, Brother Luke. Perhaps you would like to find some answers for me in this book. Please. For me. Please. Me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But twice also, Luke thinks to himself the phrase deception, stealth, misdirection. Yes. He's like looking at the foggy forest and hearing animals out there that are like, I'm not, don't get me. He hears birds, right? And the birds, he's like, oh, the birds are just saying, get the hell out of my house. The birds are just squawking about territory. He's like, misdirection, deception. Ugh. And then, quote, like he's starting to see. No, the quote was the deception stealth, misdirection. Excuse yeah. me. And it's like he's starting to see or understand something he thinks. Yeah. Starting to come to some sort of realization. Yeah, he's he's almost there. He just can't quite see the end. Yeah. And apparently Talon Card is here with him, and he says that the Jedi, quote, see into the heart of reality. Themes, symbols, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Things are happening. Also featured, we talk about Mara's illness. We talk about Vergeer's tears. And is she really cured? Mm-hmm. Because it was a Vong thing, man. It could be a trick, right? And Talon Card also talks about the like the different, uh, like the dichotomy of the Force, the different theologies of it, how Mara and Luke are so different, how Jason and Anakin are so different, how they tap into the Force. Yeah. And it's, it is an awesome observation from apparently yeah. this guy who's the Jedi expert yeah, from he, the outside, right? Han Solo doesn't have any of these insights. 
He's too busy being mad at everybody. But he's giving, yeah, he's giving voice to what everybody is like, wow, the Jedi are so weird. But he's actually spent the time to look at it, and he knows, at least Luke and Mara. It's not just a hokey religion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he can see the varied ways that these geniuses interact with the magic. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you guys are special, though. Something special about you, actually. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. And Luke, uh, while he's here with Talon Card, watches an older Jedi named Tahiri. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one of the teenagers. Uh, I don't think it's a name that we've heard before in these books. No, but he's watching He's watching the young kids. A whole group of students, yeah. And one of the older ones, Tahiri, trying to follow something that I think Cam Salyasar is trying to teach him. Talon Card mentions a place called Merkur with trees that can fool ship scanners. Mm-hmm. All right. This book is going to be wild, maybe. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of weird stuff going on here. I think, I think I've read in pre- previous books uh, and different things where Mirkir is like a like a dark side kind of deal. I don't know about that, but I know that they're talking about it because they need to leave Yavin 4. Yeah, they need <laughs> the to get out. too close to here, so where are we going to go hide them kids? Maybe Mirkir with magic trees that, <laughs> that computers can't see through. <laughs> they uh, Luke Skywalker and Talon Card wander into an argument with a crowd of on-looking Jedi youths. And right in the center of this argument is Jaina Solo. Arms outstretched, separating her brothers, Jason and Anakin, who are in a screaming match and pertinent coming to blows. Right? Yeah, who've been at odds since book one of this series. And since always. Yeah. The two of them don't see things the same way, like you said. Yeah. They are uh, a dichotomous evaluation of how the force should be used. They are two ends of a spectrum. Yeah. And they have been set up that way from the very beginning of book one of this series. Mm-hmm. And so here they are head to head. Jason, this is visually a good setup. And it's an argument worth having, which is should Anakin help the New Republic restore Centerpoint to functionality? Anakin's mission is to go to Centerpoint. That's what Leia told Han. Yep. Help bring it back online. Um, should you, as a Jedi, enable a weapon of this much destruction? destructive power it's a big danger weapon yeah so that's the argument right should you do it is it a good jedi thing anakin's argument is it's going to save more lives than it's going to cost yeah jason says yes but how do you know forever that thing won't eventually be used for more evil yeah jason says it's a weapon it should be used as defense anakin agrees with him in on this point which is where i think anakin's a little naive about it where he says, I absolutely agree. Like, he's going to have some say as to whether it gets used as a weapon or not. <laughs> uh, well, ultimately, their master, Luke Skywalker, uh, doesn't like the idea of it. But the defense that Centerpoint provides is too valuable. Mm-hmm. That's what he says to his apprentices. And so Jason says, fine, then I'm going to. And Anakin says, heck yeah, bro. Yeah. Again, like naive, not getting maybe like the tone of of the entire uh, entirety of the situation. Where Jason's like, "Well, fine then. I'm going there to make sure nobody does anything bad cuz I'm the only person in the whole galaxy that can stop people from doing bad things." He Jason <laughs> this whole series has had a l- outlook on the Jedi and how the Force should be used and how the Jedi should He's conduct very themselves. opinionated. Uh, that he is the only one that sees the true path. He's the only one that sees the true heart of reality, Tim. It's his power <laughs> as a Jedi. But Jason says, I'm going. Anakin says, yep. 
And then me, I just make a big R2-D2. <laughs> yeah, another wrench in the center point. No, I'm, in, I'm into that, baby. Put those children together, please. Yeah. They were awesome when they were together racing TIE fighter monstrosity things mm-hmm. out at Lando's. Uh, race Bucket. track. Whatever the hell it was. Yeah. They haven't been together or even in the story for a while. Let's do it. They offer a lot of philosophical, um, um, the word where you're, the two sides are against each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. Debate. You know what I'm saying? Debate. Thank you. Is it? Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the Grief. force and to this like thing that people don't know about, even yeah. us and as And they are readers. like the most, like they are they're special Skywalker blood. So the, yeah. their opinions in the force are opinions that we should be taking to heart. Yes. And the fact that they both have very different opinions just kind of tells me that it is not one truth, right? Yes. Of course. But they're teenagers, with all, but they're all things. And we yeah. talked about that in the first few books where it's like, man, they they are so hard lined because yeah. they don't understand the subtlety of, of nuance of opinion. Yeah. There's no gray with they're the two just teenagers. discovering opinions. Mm-hmm. And so all of them are fashioned hard in stone. Yep. In the meantime, though, Jaina, Kip, and Ganner are going to go meet with a Hutt's drug dealer. Mm-hmm. For more info on Tina, Bothawi, and Karelia. I wonder if they're going to go meet up with Boss Bungie. <laughs> Eventually, I bet you they will. Kip, Kip ends the whole scene here with a quote, Cheer up, kid. Things are bad all over. Yeah. But what's Luke going to do? He'll, we shall see. He'll watch the students. We shall see. Is he going to go with his two apprentices? We'll see. Chapter title? Tarnished image. Come on, man. This one was easy. Deception. Stealth. Misdirection. Because he said it a third time before the chapter yeah, ended, right? He did. Um, <laughs> but the um, Talon was talking about how they should repair their image. And Luke says, I don't care about our tarnished image. Right, yeah. And so that's where I chose to go because I think they're going to head down a path of where people are going to like them even less than they are now. Yeah, that's the funny thing is that Luke is being naive about the power of public opinion. Yes. He thinks we're special space wizards. We shouldn't be beholden to the public's opinion. Mm-hmm. But the public doesn't want you in league with the New Republic right now. The public doesn't want you anywhere near their government and their military. There's a lot the, of anti-Jedi The Republic sentiment. doesn't want you making decisions. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. Because he's, he's he, lived... He's, he's like ostracizing himself. Yeah. But at the same time... I'd do the same thing. I wouldn't play your stupid PR games. Get out of my face. <laughs> since <laughs> he galaxy Absolutely. But since he was a teenager, he he blew up the Death Star. And yeah. then he's been this figurehead and he's been a part of He's been action everybody's hero. Loved him. He's been an action hero his whole life. So yeah, everybody's as loved Jason him. Solo has said at one point, like you don't understand the idea of peace. Yeah. Peace to you is fighting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Peacekeeping mission. Weapons. <laughs> That's why we all always have a lightsaber attached to us. That's a good chapter, though. Yes. Chapter 7. Droma's Rin family, Melisma, Gaff, and two cousins and the baby. Mm-hmm. They all arrive at Ruan, along with thousands of other refugees being rerouted here from across the galaxy. <laughs> the guards who sort them tell us there are 32 other Rin here. And their camp has been placed directly behind the porta potties. Yep. Who? Because racism. I wrote that in comments, <laughs> in in uh, brackets, not in comments. Uh, <laughs> Tim, like, Tim writes comments on his own notes. Yeah. <laughs> in brackets, I wrote ah 
Racism. Ah, tasty. <laughs> yeah, it's so Ta- good. There's that tasty racism. Of Behind course. the bathrooms, that's where the. And now, seriously, imagine built. the communal bathrooms of thousands of refugees who have no resources. Yeah. Like, no clothing, no cleaning supplies, no. It's criffing, horrifying conditions and treatment. Yeah. Even if this is some farmland paradise world with like controlled weather and water, or whatever, this is awful. Yeah. Okay, so all the shelters are made out of old farm equipment, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it's all like muddy and run down and given real Woodstock 99 vibes. <laughs> I watched a documentary about that. You did? Like a month in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I watched all of that too, and it was incredible. It was so good. It was incredible. It was incredible. But this exactly made me think of that. Because was there not an entire sludge swamp? Around the public bathrooms. Yeah. Like the outdoor porta potties. Yep. Because the porta potties can only do so much and humans can only do so much. Yeah. Which is more than the porta potties, I guess. <laughs> but my God, this is exactly what that reminded me of, man. Yep. And not only is everything covered in poop swamp, they've shoved a ton of alien species together, forced them all together here. With no concern at all for animosity or yeah, looking at each other with hatred and it's well, I mean, it's not an ideal way to set up your refugee situation. Nope. All these different alien species. Mm -hmm. Melisma's eye fell on Rurians, Gans, Sahilindili, Bims, Weequays, Minerishi, Tamarians, Gotals, and Wookies. A lot of different aliens here. Yeah. I didn't say that one wrong. S- where is it again? Sahilindili. Yeah. I didn't even write it down because I didn't want to pronounce don't it. Don't bother. They're not even real. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I guess none of them are. But um, Wookies and Weequays are. There's a lot yeah. of aliens here. And uh, not all of them get along. And to the Rin, it feels like a riot. Ready to rip off at any moment. And honestly, no doubt, baby. Mm-hmm. No doubt all these people have been displaced from their homes. All of their belongings and hope and future and past destroyed or taken or what have you. All of these people are in the most desperate situation of their lives. Thousands of them. Thousands. And the company in charge, Salish Ag, agriculture business. Yes. Is keeping conditions literally crappy to entice refugees to work their fields instead. Because... More slaves. Yep. Profits. And all those other things that are bad for society. The galaxy loves slaves. We must have them for all the work. Even at one point they're like, couldn't isn't it just cheaper to have robots do stuff? They're like, yeah, but then you can't put hand picked (laughs) on the label. It's like Jesus. Dark, dark, dark levels of uh consumerism. The um, capitalism. Yuck. Cut to Worth, Roa, and Fazgo in their own disgusting hellscape. Standing in foul-smelling world brain brine while massaging the Yamas tentacularly muscular pseudopendages. I like all those words. Yeah, I felt good when I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't write it like that on, uh, accidentally. The, the pseudopendages? That got verbose on purpose. I'll say it again because I blew it. Yeah, what part? Tentacularly muscular pseudopendages. Right? 
That was that was good. I really like that. It's my hyphenated made up stuff that really is the highlight of a lot of things. <laughs> mm, that's good. That's okay. This is where we are. Yeah, we're in a vat of brain goo full of brain and tentacles, mm-hmm. and the Vong boss is here overseeing everything. And and I think somebody somebody says uh, he's saying like a let thing touch you. Yeah. It's going to want to touch you. You're going to want to let it touch you. Yeah, let this empathetic No, no, sorry, bond. sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No, not yet. Or, well, anyways. He says that because somebody says, what happens if it touches me back? Because they're all here massaging the thing. Yeah. Massaging all of its tentacles. And so somebody goes, what, what, what happens if it touches me back? Quote, you will allow it to do so. And, quote, laugh, cry, scream if you must, but do not resist. Yeah. Because it's got psychic powers and it'll drive you crazy by trying to crash into your brain if you just don't let it in. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> yes. Yowzer. For sure, man. For sure. Nighty, yeah. nighty night. Definitely dreams of yamisk grossness. Yeah, and they're saying all this. And then the tentacle shoots up out of the goo and wraps itself around Worth Skitter's shoulders. Right as he's thinking about... Trying to protect himself. I'm a Jedi. I'm a Jedi. So I, I'm hiding being a Jedi. Does yeah. it know that I'm a Jedi? Can it tell? It can't feel the Force. They don't know about the Force. Can they know I'm a Jedi? And then, and like yeah, wraps out of the ground. Gently like wraps a big, itself around the shoulders, but like like a hug. Yeah, kind of. Or like an intimidating mafia closeness. Or <laughs> I'm gonna whisper in your ear, and you're gonna do what I say. It it really struck me as like uh. Someone who owns a snake and lets it wrap around them. Gross, yeah. They think yeah. it's normal and it's horrifying. Yeah. My Chapter dad had a friend like that. Chapter title? <laughs> uh, a joint endeavor. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Not as good as laugh, cry, scream. <laughs> <laughs> All those things are definitely going to happen in my future. <laughs> yeah, it's bad news for Worth Skitter down there with his new scarf. Chapter 8. Princess Leia is giving an incredible speech to a hall full of hapen nobility, including their queen, their husband prince, her husband prince, excuse me, and the daughter princess. Leia describes the hapens who are gathered here. Queen Mother Tenennial Joe of Dathomir, her fingers sparkling with lava node rings, and her auburn hair bound by a dazzling tiara of rainbow gems, dawn stars, and ice moons. And then, also, the Jedi daughter of his older and tenennial, Tanel Ka. The biceps of her truncated left arm, severed above the elbow years earlier in a lightsaber training match with Jason, was adorned with bands of Electrum, and a lightsaber dangled from the narrow belt that cinched her robe. Excuse me. What? These people I've never heard of before. Mm Mm-hmm. Jason Solo cut off the arm of their princess in a training accident. Yep. And now she's got LED what? lights around it. It's obviously important people. And Jason cut off her arm. Yeah. Sounds like a rivalry between Jedi students ready to go. I don't know what we're being introduced to here. Yeah. Or but we're meeting like, a queen and a princess and our special blood boy cut her arm off. Yeah. And speaking of cut, cut two. Leia shaking hands and kissing figurative babies mm-hmm. to get them votes to join the war against the Yuzhan Vong. Yeah. P.S. Hapes is a matriarchal society. 
funded, no, founded by pirates. Yeah. I don't really understand the history of them. It sounds like pirates came here and then they worshipped a certain sect of the people and then the, the women became in charge of everything and it's been handed down that lineage ever since. Cool beans. Yeah. I don't understand their history entirely. I'm sure we'll get more of it, but they're cool. This sounds cool. The Hapens sound cool. Mm-hmm. And the previous matriarch, before Queen Teneni Old Joe, Princess Zolder's wife, the previous matriarch, Ta'achume, yep. is Zolder's mom. Starts giving Leia a hard time about choosing Han Solo over her son, Prince Isolder, because he was the, the courtier back in the day mm-hmm. that, that was trying. It was between two hearts, yep. Han Solo and Prince Isolder, and it was not a hard choice, apparently. There's some political leader named Thane causing a scene with some harsh words for Princess Leia. So her ex-boyfriend, maybe they weren't boyfriend-girlfriend, her old flame. Yeah, her ex-suitor. Backhands this man bloody. Yes, yeah, so Tenel, hard. While his daughter Tenel Ka rests her hand on her Rancor tooth lightsaber. Who are these people? This family is the coolest <laughs> in the galaxy. Solos and Skywalkers be damned. Give me Hapens. <laughs> Whoa, it seems like Leia's gonna get the votes. Yeah. But it'll cause maybe a Hapen civil war type of problem. That's what it seems like. It seems like Isolder is, as has been, um, a Leia supporter. Always. Why and, wouldn't you? And, Only smart people are. And then there was that uh, the first guy that said, you have our votes, which is, covers 31 yeah. planets or whatever. Yeah, most. it's like she's almost at the tipping point of having enough votes. And then this guy steps up. As like the big opposition, and he says yeah, a bunch of stuff. and he's saying it out loud to for anyone to hear. But then in this very like prim proper court setting, the prince backhands a senator like type of thing. Yeah, and his that's not that's gonna be a problem. His like head guard who happened who is a woman yeah. steps up and is like ready to go if need be, but they don't go. Nope. He says. To Princess Older, this this Thane man, mm-hmm. prepare your second. Did you know what that meant right away? Like I knew a, what that meant yeah. right away. That means we're having a duel. Yeah, it's time for a duel. Glove slap, baby, <laughs> glove slap. That freaking awesome episode of The Simpsons. Very interesting chapter. Yes. How about a chapter title? Thus begins the schism. Oh, too many words, but I like it. <laughs> Proper princess. A bit going on, Leia reminiscing on what her life could be. And this Tunnel Ka. Yes. Who is another princess who has had her arm cut off by our special, my special boy, Jason Solo. And she an has a rancor paper. Question mark. And she's destined to become queen because this is a matriarchal society. Mm-hmm. So what is happening with these cool new characters? There we go. There's Rin everywhere and people hate them. Even though they mostly don't recognize their species, they already hate them. Yeah. Racism. Luke has some difficult apprentices. 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 Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate the cover-up. <laughs> and Leia might be listened to for once. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. She was very eloquent in her... It was an uh, excellent speech. It was a great speech. Go read, read it. Please read it. It's, it's great. I actually wrote that she was elegant. She... Uh, uh, she tries to convince the Hapes to join the fight elegantly like a true politician would. Because she's a proper 
princess. But will they actually listen to her? Find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order, Book 5, Agents of Chaos 2, Jedi Eclipse, chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Live, laugh, love. Laugh, cry, scream. And such. Yes. But paint that on your wall. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.